America, Washington, D.C., signing on. When the Santa's here in the virtual Green Dragon Tavern on the air. Time to convene the meeting in your favorite virtual bar room. Of course, we are live. It is the Sons of Liberty live show on the air of Radio Contra. And of course, we are back after a couple of weeks off. The uh, week before that, of course, I was on vacation out in the beautiful Outer Banks of North Carolina. Had a wonderful time out there. And last week, I was uh, just bombarded with so much stuff uh, last Thursday that I needed to take a little bit of time. Uh, So we kind of all have those moments where it's like, okay, look, you know, I've got I, I have literally done so much right now. I'm drained. Um, I'm not going to put on a quality show. Okay. It, it's just not going to happen. And so if I'm, I can't do something right, I ain't going to do it at all. Um, I genuinely love being on the air and in the live room with all of you. And, um, we're going to make sure that we do it right. And man, i tell you what, uh, the news of the past 24 hours has absolutely not disappointed uh me for sure but i'm sure a lot of you out there we're going to be breaking all that down of course the uh episode last night that i did had a heck of a lot of fun doing that and uh man an hour went by straight and uh wow it was just like oh man i've been recording for for uh, 58 minutes now it's time to time to wrap things up you know because uh, i don't really pay attention to the clock when i get to going on stuff and uh last night was just one of those those times where the mojo's flowing and you know you just you just get to going on stuff and it's like you know i've had all these things bottled up it's time to get them out it's time to vent that out there to the world get it out to all of you uh this podcast of course is brought to you by the wonderful support of brush beater dot store all of you out there who are making this store grow by leaps and bounds and there's one thing i want to point out right now while we're live is we we have made some really incredible strides um my workshop my workshop which has now become uh a warehouse at first had you know its little corner 
of the books and the field manuals and some of the logo gear uh, that I was getting in. And now it has quickly uh, taken over and we're having to reconfigure a bunch of stuff uh, to accommodate all the new gear that's coming in. And, and I want to point something out to this community. And I talked about this last night. Uh, I'm going to talk about it again because I'm giving you guys as much thanks and praise as I can. Um, but you, you have made this grow. You have made this into what it is. This community has made this into what it is. And uh, the support that you are giving me is really something special. And, um, you know, again, I can't thank you guys enough about any of that uh, or about all of that, rather. It, it's it's just really something that that's awesome um you know again all orders over a hundred dollars free shipping shipping is on me if if you know you're willing to put down your hard-earned money and do business with me of you know a hundred dollars or more then i'm shipping your stuff for free and and if you look on twitter or you look on online in the comments sections where people are talking about our shipping speed i mean i keep hearing and people keep telling me you know i'm getting my products within a day or two of us placing the order you know because when you place that order i'm packing it up um you know it's, it's going to get packed up right then and it's going to get to you as, as quick as possible. And, and really that is to me, that's a big difference maker because when you're buying stuff, you want it in hand, you know, you say, okay, I don't want it 10 days from now. I want it right now because there's a need for that. Uh, so, you know, that being said, it, through your support, you have made it possible to be able to do that. Uh, I couldn't, I'll be perfectly blunt. I really couldn't afford to do it in the the early days of the store the first few months of the store but because of your incredible support and how much it has grown i can i absolutely can and it is my continuous commitment to give you the the best uh to give you what you want to give you the products that you demand um and and everything that i'm selling is is by request it's by request of the students it's uh you know hey this these are the things that we want and this you know this is what we're gonna stock so um man i i really really uh you know appreciate all that and of course five minutes into the show i don't i don't really need to be talking about the store that much i i can uh really go deep into it. i get excited about this i get excited about this because this, this to me is is all of the the things that you know we, we've heard legends in in the libertarian community conservative paleo conservative communities out there talking about supporting our own and creating parallel economies and you know getting away from corporatocracy and I, i'm watching this happen literally be, before my very eyes I, I am watching this thing grow uh daily i'm watching it grow and it's it's this community that's doing it um, you know, it's, it's your demand. I wouldn't be able to do any of this if, if we weren't moving products in the, in the quantity that we're moving them, that I literally can't keep things in stock for more than a week, then, you know, it, it wouldn't be worth doing, you know, it wouldn't be worth doing. And, um, you know, I'm not knocking anybody else out there. I'm not knocking any other business out there. We're only talking about us, but there are some guys who, you know, are perfectly happy selling, you know, logo gear and stuff. And that's kind of their plateau. That's their thing. Hey man, that's, that's fine. 
that's fine, right? But I, I, I think that this community has enough of that. Uh, the, the market has enough of that. We've kind of hit critical mass. I mean, the, the guys are, are over at Ranger Up, you know, right here in North Carolina, right? They're just over in Durham. They're doing great work, man. You know, grunt style, doing great work. They, these these companies they have really cornered the market on all that. And so, you know, when when you're, uh, you ain't going to emerge in that space. So, you know, Logo Gear is fine. This community needs more kinetic infrastructure support. Um, and that, I think, is is what we're really able to capture in this community is, is really embracing it uh, wholesale. So I can't thank you enough. Um, Anyway, brushbeater.store for everybody who is uh, new listening to this show. Maybe it's your first time tuning in. Welcome to the madness. Literally, as I drink my, uh, take a sip of my 15-year-old Dalmore uh, scotch this evening. Because it is a special evening. Uh, special evening, this isn't something that I break out very often. But I love being on the air with all of you out there. And of course... Um, you know, we're going to be talking tonight, obviously, about the two debates that occurred last night. I touched on this a little bit. We're going to be deep diving into those. Uh, and, of course, the uh, mugshot, as it says, Sons of Liberty, episode 74. We're going to be talking about the mugshot shit, uh, which is, is, I think we're still waiting. We're still waiting on the on literally the crime of the century here uh, the, the, the crime of the century. I would say that the crime of the century personally is these two clowns that this, uh, Sheriff Pat Labatt, Sheriff Pat Labatt, uh, is, a. I saw this image on Twitter and I had to share it and I put up a, a, a picture of, uh, Jackie Gleason in one of his classic roles as Buford T. Justice. Uh, because this it's literally uh, the Sheriff Pat Labatt. That's who he reminds me of. Uh, if, if he put a cigarette in his mouth and had one of these two clowns to the side of him light it for him, uh, oh, man, Buford T. Justice is a Sheriff Pat Labatt. And nobody going to get away from Sheriff Pat Labatt. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, this is, this is going to be good. Uh, he's, he's a, he's a five-star general, by the way. Uh, he is, he is a five-star general of the, the Fulton County, uh, we're called the Fulton County Posse. Uh, Sheriff Pat Labatt is a five-star general. Um, but man, he's, he's got these two diabetic cases to the side of him. Uh, with BNT submachine guns, uh, BNT submachine guns kitted out with suppressors, and man, uh, you know they're not wearing any body armor though. They're not wearing any body armor, and I know that they're not wearing any body armor because they uh, they're protruding a little bit uh, from from underneath where their body armor would be. Uh, so it's. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, anyway, the long, long arm of the law. We stand for law and justice here in Fulton County. Sheriff Pat Labatt. Sheriff Pat Labatt. Nobody gets away from Pat Labatt. Uh, anyway, with that said, <laughs> it's going to be a good episode, y'all. going to be a good episode. I can feel it. 
I can feel it. Anyway, first and shoot tonight. My brother in Christ and my brother in uh, all things signals intelligence uh, calling out those gamma personalities online by name. I love it, my man. I love it. Coming in there for them last licks. Uh, Madman Actual. What's up, brother? Hola, compadres. Ooh. Oh, yeah. It's that night. It's my Friday, so it's going to be a good episode. It is. I don't have to get it, up the crack of dawn. <laughs> uh, this is going to be good. Oh, uh, yeah. It's going to be a good one, buddy. I've been going off on Twitter. I haven't been on for like a while, and I've just seen all the nonsense, and I'm like, uh, you know, yeah, no. There's just nah. some shit that I'm just not going to let slide. Nah, man. You know, I mean, some social media personalities deserve to get drug. Just dr yeah. absolutely through the mud. Dragged, you know, and through the mud, it, through the red clay, all of it. Yeah. Rub their nose in it. I tell you, I took pride in that one. Um, I almost. <laughs> Well, see, I, I, you, you know, none of you obviously can see me right now. This is, uh, you know, audio only. But I, I'm trying in earnest to just, you know, not answer people when they when they're being stupid. Just you know, eh, man, okay, but that guy, boy, he really just ah, he he. Mm. Man, it's just like yeah, yeah, you know, I gotta, I need to answer you, amigo, because you, you just. It, but the the thing is, the thing is, is, is I never want to do anything, you know, that's that's like that, when, unless it's constructive for the larger community. And the whole reason behind that is, is, dude, you know, you and I have said that before, said this before. I mean, we've done podcasts on it. If if you're sitting there recommending to people to buy surplus out radios, come on. There's a reason that they are surplus. It's because they're junk. All right. It's because they've, they've been road hard, put up wet, they're wore out. You know. Yeah, I mean, like, those, those connections, like, especially with the surplus stuff, it's just like a surplus piece of gear, you know, like a backpack. Those yeah. threads are worn out. And just like with radios, or I'm sorry, with radios just like that, where the threads get worn out in your backpack, yeah, the connections go bad. That soldering it has electric going through it. It's gonna burn up. Like that's why they're selling those things for dirt cheap because they are not. They're that's exactly what they're worth. Yeah, you know, uh, it's just like, and I look, well, we get it. I know the Baofeng sometimes likes to act a little crazy and like occasionally. I have like fifteen of them, right? I have like seven UV five Rs, and I got like. <clears throat> I don't know, a handful of UV82s, which is just the bigger version of the, well, all Baofangs. It's all the same interface. Um, just different buttons. Yeah. Some of them have uh, AM, FM radio. Some of them don't. Anyway, some of them, like two or three of them, occasionally transmit by themselves. But usually, if you turn the Vox all the way up, that fixes the problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, they take a beating, 
You know, I had that one in class. The, the damn battery charger is eroded off because I left it out in the rain for like a week. But it still works. I can't charge it anymore, but it still works. You know, they, I need to get a new battery pack. But like, you know, I got some pictures. people. It's like, oh, it just, it could be so easily jammed. It's like, bro, anything could be jammed. Literally anything. What, I, it like, what does that even mean, though? What is what does that even mean? Like, dude. Well, that's the, he I didn't would know say what the hell he was talking about. No, he didn't. He, he, I would I would say that you and I are subject matter experts in electronic warfare at least yeah. in signals in the signals uh collection side of it oh yeah i mean you know we, we both teach professional level classes it, it's you know it, dude i mean you know you can we both have practical signals. application doing it in the real world <laughs> where it fucking mattered you know yeah. and, and these guys the thing is the reason that you have to drag those guys is because uh dolio is just like i told you a, a little while ago man you you spot these dudes like there there is a spate of these guys that that's a very specific word it is a derogatory word for a a group it is a a negative word for a group meaning you know you're you're a spate of people that are you know beneath me and we, you know we don't we, you know not that anybody's beneath me okay I, I don't don't take that the wrong way but the you know the thing is for everybody out there there are these guys that are out there, man. They they show up on Reddit. They show up on you know, unfortunately, Twitter as well. Um, exactly. You know, they, of course, they show up on YouTube. You know, the the uh, uh, the the guy from Not a Rubicon is, is really man. He is a masterclass at trolling these dudes, and they come in two flavors, I man. They they're the sad ham crowd who are just these stuffy old bastards that nobody really cares about anyway. Honestly, like they, they've never contributed anything to anybody. Nobody gives a shit about them or their opinion. And people just don't even want to deal with them, man. And and they're the guys, by the way, who are the ones that, that are killing the hobby. Okay. They are killing the clubs. They are killing the amateur radio clubs. Like when, and, and, and dude, I've heard hundreds. If I've heard one story like this, I've heard hundreds where, New guy gets his his ham radio license because he's read, you know, all the things online from, you know, various places saying get a ham radio license, right? Get an amateur radio license like, you know, myself and other people been telling people. And, you know, I, I run into these guys all the time. They're like, man, you know, I go to my first amateur radio club meeting. Everybody gave me a cold shoulder. Like Nobody wanted to talk to me. Um, you know, everybody's kind of like talking over my head and it, it just, it turns people off, man. They don't want to deal with that shit. And, um, it's sad. No, it's the guys who are speaking engineer lingo to somebody yeah. who's like brand new. It's like, dude, you, yeah. you got to dumb it down. Well, and, but then you run into the other category of people, right? These are the gamma personality types. So if you don't know what a gamma personality type is, um, a gamma personality type is your, stereotypical i don't want to call them nerds but they they kind of often are uh they kind of fall into that category um but the gammas are not your athletes okay gammas are not your guys that are are uh outgoing alpha you know they're, they're not the alpha personality types but they're also not betas because betas you know normally they know when to shut the fuck up 
Right. But gammas are the ones who they have an alternative method of adaptation in their personality. And they will cling on to little things and that becomes their qualifier. Like they, they hinge their entire uh, life and, and their, their entire uh, manifestation of self-worth around that identity, that new identity. Right. And so you find this, this a lot, and I'm about to hurt some people's feelings here, but this, this is true. Okay. You find this a lot among the, the mill sim crowd guys that, you know, when it, they just are, you know, you, you, you're like, okay. And, it, and whenever they want to pick and pick a fight with you, and normally this happens online, they very, very rarely will you see these people in person. Um, they, they're not going to do that. They're not going to risk putting themselves out there in person where it matters. Uh, you will see them at like Milsim stuff. Uh, they'll be in the background, but they, they will online, they will cling to whatever that little niche is. And they, they think that they know, right. And so they go somewhere like, like Reddit that, you know, they, they, oh, well, he's talking in a language that, you know, not many people understand. And so let's listen to him. Right. And then they migrate it maybe over to uh, other platforms and they, they think that that gives them some kind of legitimacy. But the reality is, is they've never done shit where it, when it mattered. They, they probably never done shit worth anything anyway, but they've never done shit. They really don't know anything. And then they'll defer to some nonsense, right? Some nonsensical argument that is always a, a part of a third party, right? This, this is how they argue every single time. And then, then... They'll say, because I, I've, I've had plenty of people. I mean, these people are a dime a dozen, and I've had them read my stuff, and they leave their shitty little comments. I, I've seen them. Okay, I've dealt with them. I, I understand how to get inside their head and mess with them. And um, what they'll do is they, they'll say, oh, well, blah, blah, you know, and you buy that because you're poor, right? You buy that thing because you're poor. No, I believe me. Believe me. If I were poor, if I were poor, I wouldn't have a paid off home mortgage. I wouldn't own a significant quantity of property. I certainly wouldn't have a number one best-selling book. I wouldn't be the author of not one, but three books. I wouldn't have run these successful companies that I've built from the ground up. And son, let me tell you something uh, to all the would-bes out there. I didn't just build a company. I built the damn market. Okay. Period. Period. End of story. And I'm not a gamma personality type, in case you didn't know. Uh, but everybody that knows me in person knows that. So, uh, you know, it, it just, anyway, I, I needed to break that down. And so you, you can mess with these guys. You can mess with them. You, you can absolutely run them through the ringer. Um, and, and it tears them up psychologically because they can't say nothing back. They can't say nothing back. You just say, okay, I could argue technical details. I could tell you, I could try and educate you, but you don't want that. Now, what you want is something different. And so when you, when you're messing with that personality type, the best thing to do is say, oh, okay, well show me your achievements, junior, and I'll show you mine. And normally then they get that's, cold feet. They disappear. That's they start, why, you know. That's why I said you don't know shit, and it shows. It shows. It shows. And it shows. But it's your bare ass is showing to everybody. You you got to beware those people. 
you have to be aware of those people because they will give you bad information. 100% of the time, they will give you bad information. And it's regurgitated crap from someone else. Um, you, you do find this sometimes in the grifter crowd too, but it's very rare. Grifters are normally alphas. Normally. Um, that's, you know, you, you can spot them like that. And you have to treat an alpha a little bit different. Uh, it's, it's a little, little bit different method of exploitation. You know, not that I know things about that. Not that I was a uh, certifier of interrogators at one point in time in my life. Um, you know, I, I don't know anything about anything. I, don't, I, don't know, I know absolutely nothing. But <laughs> anyway, let me take another sip of my scotch and introduce our next wonderful esteemed bar patron in here. Mr. Risky Crisky. What's up, brother? Hey, not much. Just sitting out in my back porch enjoying the rain. Is it raining over mm. your way? Mm -mm. Not yet, but it will be here in a little bit. Oh, it's storming. Yeah, it will be here in a little bit. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. It's How one you of been? them. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm I love dude. those uh radio trolls in the community some interesting individuals aren't they yeah well they man they think they know it they they cling on to little things oh you need surplus radio it's like look man you know you, we can sit here and argue equipment all you want i don't think anybody in their right mind is going to tell you that a balfing uv5r is functionally a better radio than something that is purpose built for like, you know, military use. Okay. That that's just a stupid fucking argument. But, but when you're talking about like raw numbers, okay, it would, it would, it's, it, so here, here's, this might be a bad analogy, but it's the same thing as people saying like, Oh, I don't use an AK because it's, it, it's inaccurate. You know, all right. Well, I mean, nobody is trying to make an AK into a sniper weapon. I mean, you know, it's just not uh, it, it just one thing ain't going to ain't going to work with the other. Right. It's never intended to do that. But by sheer numbers, I mean, if you're talking about like I'm in some third world shithole and that's what I got, that's what somebody hands me. What you know what, man, I damn well better know how to use it. Right, and, and, a bail thing. Know. I like to compare those to like the Palmetto State Armory. Like it, it can still it sh still shoots bullets. It's still gonna be fine. It might not be, depending on which one you get. It might not be as reliable in every single condition as say something that's worth two thousand dollars out of the box. But in that same regard, most people are okay with a PSA. Most people don't have the training or know how to outshoot a gun based on their ability. Right. They don't have that. Right. So it's even more so in the radio industry and, and community because there's even less commo guys than there are grunts, if you want to put right. it in a military way. So these guys have super high expectations and it always comes back to misquoting either you think Bayo Fangs are better than UV5R is the best thing or it's you're too poor and it's like you're missing the whole point. I would rather everyone have an idea of what they're doing with this because odds are they have it as opposed to treating them like they're an expert when that just gets us back to square one. Yeah. 
No, exactly, man. It's, it's, um, you know, precisely. And I've been very happy with all, all the PSA <clears throat> products that I've got. You know, we've, we've had that conversation offline. It's, I've, I have a lot of them. Um, a lot of them. And I love, 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 love their AKs. That GF3 that, that you yeah. told me about, that's my, yep. I trust that to my home. To- yeah. Dude, that is that. So that GF3, that's the third gen AK. It's the pinned and welded one. It, 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 I told you that was the best kept secret in the AK world. Like nobody even knows that AK exists, right? That is the best AK that they make. It got absolutely zero fanfare, uh, but that thing is awesome. And it is a very accurate weapon. I mean, for, you know, surplus ammo and everything else it's that, you know, that I shoot out of it. Uh, I can confirm. They, you know, yeah. You know, you, you picked up one, you know, and, and we're in the same working environment, brother. It, it's, you know, it's so, but anyway, uh, you know, circling back circling back to the the radio shit and then we'll well we won't get off on it because i know that uh joe's got some input in here too because he he jumped in uh that was pretty comical the the the, anyway uh but dude like look you know there are tons of capabilities that you can unlock and the book that i wrote okay the book that i wrote the Gorilla's Guide to the Baofeng Radio. There's a bunch of other shit that's floating around Amazon, right? And Amazon is taking their sweet time, taking one down, and then another one will pop up. They're all written by ChatGPT, right? The Gorilla's Baofeng Bible and, you know, whatever the fuck else, right? These are all rip-off products. You know, but hey, it is what it is, man. It's, it's you know, when, when life throws you things like that, you just adapt to it. You just adapt to it. You overcome stuff, um, you know, and, and you shift gears and, and you move into, you migrate into other territory. And so had those things never happened, we wouldn't have never built a store, right? But anyway, the, the book, Gorilla's Guide to the Bow Thing, is about operating techniques, okay? It's, it's not about, hey, this is how you fucking punch in a frequency. Dude, I cover that in the first chapter. Like that's that's it. Like you you don't need a book that's more than a couple pages long on how to do that. That's it, it, you know. And if you can't figure out how to do that, then you know, all right, you, you need a little remediation, okay? Because it, it, this this seriously, they they're very very simple to operate. Um, you know, even if you just have to write out a list of what you're doing. Okay, I pressed this button and it did this. Right. But um, anyway, the book is about operating techniques. There's a reason that it is being used in Europe right now. Okay, it's being used in Poland. It's being used in Lithuania. It's being used in Estonia. I've got pictures of it being used in Romania by their trigger pullers. All right. As a training manual in ad hoc communications. So. You know, I'm honored by that. That's why I wrote that. Okay. That's why I wrote the book. That was the impetus behind the book. And I say so. Okay. I say so in it. So, you know, and, and the sad hams out there, the, you know, the, the few that left a review. I mean, 633 reviews for 4.7. Hey, man, you know, and those are all real. 
by the way. Those aren't fake phony reviews that came from some AI farm in India, you know, or, or wherever the fuck, right? They were real. Those are real people. So it's a genuine book. You're going to learn a lot from it. I wrote it for the, the absolute layman to pick up and use. And, uh, you know, and, and so, yeah, and, and it applies to literally any VHF, UHF radio system. Uh, hell, it even, honestly, it, it even has a lot of overlap with operating on CB um, for, for a lot of reasons. But I'm writing something else that's going to include that. Anyway, uh, need to move down the list so we can go on and get cranked up tonight. Next on the docket, the man, the myth, the legend the author of the Tactical Wisdom series himself, Mr. Joe Dolio. What's up, brother? Well, I'm actually working on number five right now as we speak, so that's actually pretty good. Uh, I I don't know how exciting it is to write about brushing your teeth, but that's what we're doing tonight. Uh, (sighs) But it's important, right? But, uh, you know, that guy, uh, he says all that stuff, and then he's posting all this Q nonsense about about 5G and and 4G and how radios are, are killing you slowly. I mean, it's one side or the other, brother, one side or the other. But that deal was something else. But uh, what's funny is you mentioned Randy, uh, not a Rubicon. So he's kind of new to Twitter. He's been he's huge on YouTube. And he's pretty new over here. So I told him to follow you, and he was asking for some tips. So we were sharing stuff. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but last Saturday night on his show, on his TV that always has a different picture in the background has my logo in the background. Yeah. So I saw so that. That's actually pretty cool of him. He's a, he's a really neat dude and he fights the same battle we do against the sad hams and, uh, and I love it. So, well, you know, and, and don't want to denigrate the ham radio community, you know, don't, no, don't, don't get know. it the wrong way. Like that's, you know, I, I am an amateur extra. Uh, you know, I, I've been a ham a long time and I, I, I have done nothing but try and build the community up. But part of that impetus was I saw, because I got treated pretty poorly by a few people too uh, when, I, when I got started. And I was just trying to learn, man. And I had some people talking down to me and stuff. And, you know, I don't take real well to that. You know, as, as some of y'all know, don't talk shit to me. I'm not the guy. Um, you know, it's you, you're going to get it back, especially when I don't see you as being a peer um you know I'm, I'm sorry some guy that that did it work for a school system for you know his career and his has got obama posters in his front yard i man i ain't listening to nothing you got to say i don't give a shit um and you damn sure ain't gonna talk down to me uh when when i ask a fair question and i didn't even ask this this dude i was asking somebody else and he just piped in and I said, oh, okay. But he had a bunch of friends, right? And so I kind of was, was like, oh, right, I see how this is going to be. Um, you know, I ain't got to listen to you. I ain't got to do the damn thing you got to say. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it just, yeah, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. But, uh, you know, you find those people in every crowd. Yep, absolutely. Anyway, um, there's a lot of that in, in, in all of it. So hopefully our books and our, 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 our thought processes and our conversations are bringing people around to it. Uh, I honestly wish that we had some sort of a record over the number of Baofeng radios that we have sold <laughs> over the internet because it's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. So. Dude, it's a, 
I can tell you, you specifically, I can tell you, and Risky, I can tell you this too, uh, from feedback that I get from students, that you two guys, you two guys are a paradigm shift. You know, and, and John, I can include you in that too, because, well, I mean, you're, you're kind of the OG of it all. Um, but, you know, you, you two guys, man, Risky, you the I the the complimentary things that I've heard people say in class about y'all is is really really something that I wish that you could you could hear more of because I think it would you know everybody needs that validation everybody needs that pat on the back of like hey man you know you are making a difference and Joe I could tell you man your your books when when I first found you and your your books are really a paradigm shift I think. Um, and, and, you know, especially that volume one, it really kicked the door in, in the minds of a lot of people. And, and there was a switch. And so, you know, Hey, sold a lot of balconies, but definitely sold a lot of other really important stuff too. And more well, importantly than any of that skill, the biggest piece of it is that I didn't tell people they had to buy stuff. Right. I'm like, yeah. dude, just get what works. You don't need the top of the line. Right. Get you just a tarp. And, and, and a whoopee, we'll start there. And I think that was really a paradigm shift for a lot of people because everyone else in preparedness is like, nah, bro, you gotta, you gotta start with a minimum investment of $15,000. And here I am saying, dude, for 75 bucks, you could be fully out outfitted. And I really think that's helped a lot of people get involved. So. Yeah. Dude, 15 grand and 15 grand is, that's a whole lot of money. And well, Seriously, these guys are talking about you got to have this this this, this five thousand dollar rifle and a and a and a seven hundred dollar tent. And, yeah, you don't need all that. Knock that off. No, man. Some of the the some of the most successful students I've had in the scout course, you know, showed up. One of them in particular, one of them in particular, out in Wyoming, and he's he's going to listen to the show. He knows who he is because um, he he comments every so often, but. He showed up with Carhartts on and an Earth Tone T-shirt. He didn't have any tactical gear, man. Like, the rifle that he had was an 80% lower. I don't know where he got the upper from. I don't know where it came from. It wasn't expensive, right? It definitely was not expensive. And I'm not shitting on expensive gear. All right, I've got high-end gear. You know, I look to my right, and I've got, you know, Sons of Liberty Gunworks, uh, 13.7 sitting over here with a night force NX eight and, you know, all decked out for operating with night vision and everything. Right. That that's an expensive weapon, but I have another rifle that is a Palmetto state that has a one to six on the top of it. Um, dude, I've had hundreds of students shooting with that rifle and making accurate repeated hits Right. They had never fired, you know, in, even intermediate distance before. And all of a sudden they're hitting at 450 meters with that rifle, you know. And, and so this guy in particular out in Wyoming, like he he didn't he had, a, you know, his rifle was topped with a Vortex Strike Eagle, a one to six. Right. Not an expensive optic. Guess what? You know, this dude had never had formal rifle instruction before ever. And he hit every single piece of steel out there to 400 meters five this belay that's 500 meters 
right? They had a big piece of steel on the side of the hill, 500, right? Dude, that's that's validation right there. Like, he, that guy, man, and, and he's probably still shooting that rifle. Oh, and he was shooting steel case wolf ammo. So, like, if he went online, if he went to, like, ARFCOM or M4 Carbine or, like, any of those cesspools, man, and and was to tell the crowd over there that does way more bitching than they do actual shooting and doing anything important, if he told them that he did that, they they would laugh him out of there. They would say, oh, that never happened. They would shit all over that guy, man, where he spent his money on training. And he got effective training, and now he knows what he needs because he's armed with the knowledge and the experience. Like you, you graduate into better gear sometimes. Yeah, I tell you, I started with a DTI sixteen, and it's never failed. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be top of the line. Skills are what's important, and that's what my whole book series is about, right? Develop the yep. skills. The extra gear will come later. Yeah, you can you can take it off them them fancy loot drops. <laughs> Right on, right on. <laughs> Speaking of loot drops, a guy who who habitually drops loot on people because he's making it out in his shop, high quality loot. Mr. John, Mr. John of the Alpha Charlie Concepts. What's mm. up, brother? You know, I got sent into full blown Darth Vader with this mode this morning. Freaking. Uh-oh. Just, I took a moment to go refill the coffee cup and went to peruse some stuff and the comments that I saw people making, I was just like, holy mother of God. Oh, it just set me off. Fire. It's a yeah, but you know, right that's now. an everyday thing. But yeah, you know, to, to touch on what you were just saying a minute ago, I find it a bit, what's the word? And the word avoids me at the moment, but stuff that I was talking about and pushing on YouTube, I don't know, 10, 11 years ago that I just caught, I mean, hell for. It's very curious that so much of that now, even some of the the uh, cool kid club and the flannel faction are starting to parrot <laughs> what I was saying 10 and 12 years ago that I was told I was a complete idiot for even bringing up. And it's like, you know, you start hearing some of that. And even though you're confident in what you're saying every once in a while, it, it's enough to make you go, do I really need to recheck this? But then you do things like take your, your, uh, 17 just turned 17 year old son to a scout course and you watch him take a 400 and something dollar mossberg uh bolt action 556 and a 200 primary arm scope and nail steel at 500 with the very second shot that he fires with perfect ease in somebody's scout course and then you're kind of like, no, 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 I, I'm pretty much going to stick with what uh, I'm pushing because there's too many smart people like company present that are also saying the same thing. So it's like, no, these other people can freaking go pound sand. Oh, don't let me fool you. These other guys are smart. I ain't that smart. I ain't that smart. Well, you, smart I've had some. Way. I mean, I ain't, I ain't quite saying that I'm, I'm Gary Busey tier yet. 
uh, the video about <laughs> buttered sausages. And, <laughs> that uh, that, that just left me shaking saying, my head. Yeah, you know, that's why we wear helmets when we ride motorcycles. <laughs> but, um, ooh, but, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Gary Busey probably would have been about that crazy anyway. But I, there's people that are saying that video is fake. There's a deep fake. But, man, I don't know. I don't that, know. That, that seems about par for the course for him, to be honest. It does. I mean, because you got to think about what he's probably all inhaled <laughs> over his lifetime, too. He's, dude's how life, man. He's, he's been uh, on everything. That dude, among, among other things, has done enough drugs. <laughs> like, net weight is probably my body weight. Oh, I bet you could. I bet he has a hard time uh, going and making donations to the blood bank. Because they probably test that blood. Uh, holy crap! Yeah, they're like, dude, somebody. It's, yeah, it's got dude. built in built in painkillers in the in the blood. Yeah, he just like his body naturally produces all the drugs that he's taken over the years. <laughs> well, that or he's got so much it's still just residual. Like, oh, take this blood and give it to cancer patients, dude. This has got oh built in God. morphine in it, and dude, friggin' friggin' Keith Richards is, can't do any more drugs. Keith, you did them all. Right, yeah. that, uh, that old Dennis Leary bit, no cure for cancer. Keith, we can't do any more drugs. You did them all, man. I love Dennis Leary. Kids, I do too. I do too. Oh, uh, jump back to radios real quick, Scout. What, what you right, like about the radios? I had somebody jumping in on a couple of my uh, radio and comma videos the other day. Um, and they, they were trying to comment section experts. Oh, they were they were trying why to they're in the educate comment me. section. That's why they they can't make videos of their own. That's why they're well. They're I pointed that section. I pointed I pointed that out, and they said a couple of them said very similar remarks to the to the to the what I'm not gonna be careful what I say. The individual no, who made who made comments to you. Uh, well, it, I got, two, I got two, I got two more days for Sunday and then I'll have a long list of things to go ask forgiveness for at church. Shit. So, um, Dude, I will, I'll drag somebody. I don't care. This, I'll, I'll this dude, going, man. Well, he was doing the same thing that other dude did to you tell me, Oh, if you had any kind of radio experience and I'm like, <laughs> dude, I just freaking showed you at the start <laughs> of the video. The I was first in my class in signal school at Fort Gordon. I know it was a long time ago. And I fully admit things have changed. And it's specifically why I said in the video, I go to people like you who know way more than me, but I know a little I bit here. Him, okay? And the guy's going to tell me if you had any experience, well, what the fuck do you think? Of? Motherfucker experience doing what? Playing dress up with your fucking little clown show over here, riding you, riding your fucking Honda Civic to the, to the airsoft part and playing with the teenagers, like what? The fuck? What, the, like, been, what are you doing? I mean, really, what are you doing? Like, what are you? What are I've been you doing? I've been pushing and promoting Bay of Fangs just like you have since forever because I got my first one long before you and I ever yeah. even met and started talking. And I've always said the same thing as you have. Are there better radios out there? Of course. Can you spend a lot more money and get something nicer? Yes. Do you absolutely yeah. need to? No, not always. It'll do a lot of things well, that the average it'd be the average person is much better served spending your money on one of those and your book and some training than a freaking, yeah. you know, four or five hundred dollar radio that they'll never get any tangible benefit from. Yeah, I mean, 
you know, it, it's like buying a hundred dollar hammer and you ain't a carpenter. Like, right. Why? Well, I know I know carpenters that don't use hundred dollar hammers, and no. some of the good ones are using old beat up ones. Yeah, I'm le- personally I'd be leery of a carpenter got a brand new hammer. Every good carpenter I've ever known, man, that thing is beat to shit. You know, like and it's on, and, and, and the hammer head's on its fourth new handle. Yeah, like and man, nah, like dude, it's it's, it's a tool, man. I, I look at, at firearms that way too. It's a tool. Like it's, you know, and with like with the AR-15, for example, you know, since Risky brought up the the, uh, Palmetto State uh, as an example. Hell, Palmetto State. Yeah, exactly, man. If you know the points of failure of a platform, you can take an inexpensive weapon and it it runs just fine for the the bulk of what you're going to be doing. And I want to tell you something, too. Um, this is going to be a, you know, kind of controversial opinion, but you know, that's obviously I'm not, sh- I don't, I never shy away from that. Um, the, the reality of running a weapon in combat is nowhere near as hard as running one in a class. Like it, it's not all right. It, dude, that's, it's like, okay, you, you run weapons in, in a class to a high degree, like your, your cadence of fire and everything is much higher than it actually will be in, in an actual firefight. Like, you know, that's a fact, right? Anybody that's really been in a firefight and will actually sit there and, and talk to you about it, which is rare. Uh, that that's very rare among people that have actually done real shit. Um, they're not going to sit there and, and you, you're not burning through mags and doing all this stupid shit. Like, you, you're not doing that. If um, you know what you're doing, not, you're not. Yeah, well, sound, yeah, yeah, that, exactly. If everybody's shitting themselves, it's mag dumps all day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, you know, undisciplined. That sound that you just heard was a collective gasp across the internet. <gasps> I know, man. The air and, pressure and literally just you, dropped across the globe. You'll you'll break things in class that you probably would never see broken in a combat environment. I'll give you a perfect example. All right. So we did a when I was in the army, we did a five day class with Tiger Swan, right? Rifle and pistol. And, you know, it's M4 and M9 and very high round count, right? Very high round count. Um. I want to say, if I remember right, which is this was well over a decade ago, um, <clears throat> but I want to say it was 5,000 rounds per trigger puller for the week. So, and that was rifle and pistol, but you're talking about a, you know, high, high intensity, high volume of fire, We're doing a lot of drills. All right. Um, Colt M4s. Right, the Colt M4, not the FN, you know, not any any fancy schmancy, you know, but the standard Colt M4, right? The the SOP mod Colt M4. Uh dude, you know, seeing lugs on the bolts shear, seeing uh buffer springs, seeing trigger springs wearing out, uh in one case gas tube failure. Uh, it failed at, at, right at the gas port. Um, 
you know, these are on Colts. And I have a Colt, by the way. Um, you know, there's a, a Colt trooper before the CZ uh, buyout. It's got a Centurion Arms uh, rail on it. And it's this really nice rifle, right? Just because I saw those failures, that doesn't mean that Colt M4s are junk. They're great, right? And if you talk to the civilian shooting community, there was a period of time where they were like, oh man, you know, Colt's the king of everything, right? And they, they produce a mil spec, or at least did at one point. I, I mean, I, I would argue they still do, but I haven't seen any of their current production stuff in class, like a brand new one in class. All Everything I've seen has been the 6920 era before the CZ buyout. Um, but they, they have points of failure. And if you understand what those points of failure are on your platform that you're shooting, you know, hey, I know what, what is, you know, has the potential to break here. That's why you carry a spare bolt. And that was part of the lesson from the Tiger Squad course, because every one of those guys that was teaching that, they're all CAG guys, right? They were all retired CAG guys and they, you know, they're teaching us. And great, great course, learned a lot. Um, you know, got a lot of experience doing that, um, you know, that I was able to incorporate later on into, you know, the classes that I run now, right? And Jerry Barnhart was very similar. Um, but, um, you know, if you know where your stuff is going to break, where the points of failure are, you, all right, man, I'm, I'm prepared for that. And so even a, a lesser expensive, like something that's down market from, you know, the, the boutique brands, the Gucci stuff, you still have a perfectly serviceable weapon, man. And like, don't let anybody shit on you about that. Don't let anybody shit on you about that, man. Get out there, get out there and train. Dude, that that's that's at the end of the day. That that's all it is. Uh, anyway, gonna gonna shift gears down the list real quick because we got we got a full house. Get ready for the next hour. We're gonna be breaking down mugshot shorties and all the fun things. Sheriff Labatt, uh, but Patriot Man, uh, hailing from the great state of Chris Christie, who just, uh, has a. He has a wonderful propensity for making a complete ass of himself. It's incredible, right? It's and, and to think that that's the only that's the only kind of Republican that could have gotten elected here since uh, Christy Whitman. It's wild. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It's been how many years, and his motherfucker still hasn't lost weight. It's incredible. Uh, but uh, yeah, I saw his fucking comment. See, but he, and I'll, here's the one thing I'll say about him: he kind of pioneered Trump style before Trump did it. Because yeah, I remember him doing a town hall, and a NJEA union member, teachers union person, stood up and started giving him a little bit of lip, like in the form of a question, and yeah, he basically that. put that put her right in their fucking place and i mean basically trump w was the guy who was like oh i don't give like making fun of whoever whenever didn't matter what he said and so in a way he kind of was like the first person to do that and like i remember seeing that and being like man this motherfucker stood up like to this person and wow like that's crazy i've never seen a politician do that in a in a town hall forum so i think he's trying to capture a little bit being like Okay, let me try to get some of that back. That obviously worked in 2016, didn't work so well in 2020. Maybe people are angry enough it's going to work now. Um, and I think he's really just in there. I think he probably got promised by the RNC 
for so, like with something because he, he used to be uh, I think uh, was he chair of the of, of the RNC um, the the governor RNC group uh, for Republican governors or something like that. Um, I think he was promised yeah. something where he uh, he's going to be their little attack dog against MAGA. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Ain't a little about him though, man. Yeah, yeah. Nah, he, he's a he's a big old fucking overweight hound. Um, I mean, dude, like you know, New Jersey's got some of the best Italian food in the world. Yeah, in the world. Oh fuck yeah! But he could lay the fuck off of it for a little while. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> absolutely good. Yeah, too much, too much gabagool. You know, gabagool. Uh, <laughs> too, too much of that. Gabagool uh, uh, and nitrides and salts. Yeah, I know it's so good, isn't it? It's fucking amazing. Um, and uh, that, that, that and calamon. You know, it's 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 those are our, uh, two of our favorite uh, appetizers. But uh, but yeah, no. I apologize. I was late. I was uh, was actually at the gym, and then um, we had this group of guys. Now we lift heavy on Thursdays and go out for uh, for a couple beers afterwards. So I was coming back from there. It's a nice little uh, lifting group, you know. You know, we had it before COVID, and then kind of everyone went their separate ways when the gyms were shut down. But now we're back, and you know, encouraging each other, building each other up, you know, trying to get each other to hit PRs and whatnot, and. Uh, and then uh, going out and having a couple afterwards to celebrate. So, uh, my apologies for being late. You ain't never late. You ain't never late. So you 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 fashionably on time. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of fashionable, last but certainly not least in here in the bar room, Mechmatic. How did I know? How, you should have known. You should have known. Just cause oh. your your your, your uh, future cellmate Johnny Paratrooper didn't make it in here tonight. He he just texted me earlier. He was all <laughs> dude. He was all motivated. Yeah, man, I can't wait. Tonight's gonna rock, bro. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. We're gonna, we're gonna burn him, it right. down, buddy. And dude, uh, he's all talk. He's all I talk. I told him no earlier. Bad. So Johnny's no, idea of burning it down is a little bit different than some other people's. Oh no! When he burns it down, he my motherfucker burns. That's it. what I mean. <laughs> it's Thursday night. He's got. A, I think he's got work. Oh, and yeah. So I got to work tomorrow too. Yeah. So what? Like he's the only person here with a job. All right. Work well, tomorrow. Yeah. although although I'm also the boss, so you know. He ain't Look, the boss. I can't, I can't. No, he he's not. He's not. <laughs> nah. He's, he's not the boss. It's like Tony Danza. Who's the boss? He, not you. <laughs> <laughs> not you. Not you. You ain't. Uh, saying though. Well, that's mm, about him. Or like, he's not here, dude. It's all good, man. Magmatic, what is new in the zoo, my dude? Uh, honestly, not a whole lot right now. Um, I did uh, this last weekend. We, my little group, we went out into 
some some game lands and, and practiced raids. And I actually avoided Trigger's Bites because I actually uh, wore pants that had been treated with permethrin and used mm-hmm. uh, 100% D. So I did Ooh. not get eaten the fuck alive like I did at the uh, Signals Exploitation class, which Me is too, always bro. a plus. Me too. There was some sad pandas coming out of that class, that was fucking man. rough, pal. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was... Mm-hmm. Mm. That was that was quite rough. I was not expecting to go into the woods, so I didn't bring anything to go into the woods. And it's like, hey, we're gonna go out into the woods. I'm like, oh fuck. Whoopsie. I'm like, well, jeans it is, boys. Jeans it is. I don't care if it's two hundred degrees outside. You put them jeans on, some good diesel fuel soaked jeans. Like permethrin mm. is good, but diesel fuel, put that around the cuffs, that'll keep them away. Oh yeah, keeps ticks away too. They can't, they can't deal with the diesel fuel. So it's yeah. it, those fumes keep them away. A little bit of, little bit of country knowledge impart on y'all. See, y'all wonder why I never get eat up by anything. Like I'll get a few ticks on me or something. I, I just figured that was all up. the uh, all the booze seeping out. Well, now I didn't drink any more than anybody else did. So you know, in fact, it was less. Because, you know, true story. We gotta we gotta share a true story here. Um, <laughs> real quick, we gotta we gotta share uh, the the events, Madman of, of your class after hours. Um. Oh God. What parts? Oh Jesus. <laughs> oh, you know which part. You know which part. Yes, yes. Are we talking so, about the drive-by, or are we talking about the uh, crackhead lady that came out of the darkness? Yes, the, we're the talking crackhead. about. We're talking about the trailer hood. Yeah, buddy. Right, so, <laughs> so some of y'all out there may think that when I talk about the trailer hood, and I, you know, I'm saying, man, I, you know, I came up in the trailer hood, and you know, I'm, I'm very familiar with it. Y- y'all think I'm kidding? Right. You, you might think, man, I mean, it's just the joke. You don't you don't know. You, you ain't ever really met me. You just listen to podcasts, whatever. Nah, man, they found out it's real. It's real. So one o'clock in the morning. No shit. There we were. One o'clock in the morning. Everybody is, you know, kind of rowdy on down. We we uh, we were in, in fact, to be specific about what we were doing. We all were were very um, we're feeling pretty good. Uh, I'd started the the late afternoon into the evening drinking rum, which is always a, a good thing. And here it is, one o'clock in the morning. We were watching, we were watching women's wrestling. Uh, where Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> I tell you what, man, that that uh that one tag team, them them two blondes, oh, man. What was their name? The big mm, giant Ariel. Oh, not that one. Some of the volleyball Dude. player. No, I wanted to climb that. Mm, yeah. Anyway, we were we we so we're sitting there. We were we're having a very lively uh evening, uh, you know, because. Yeah, bodacious. Dakota Rumble said, Bo- yes, bodacious is a, that is an accurate, very accurate way of very, uh, putting that. Very well bodacious. built. Yes, yes. Uh, so anyway, 
Well, Madman Actual gets up to do whatever it was he was going out to do. He might have been taking a piss or something. He goes, hey, there's a crackhead in the driveway. <laughs> and I said, do what now? <laughs> do what? Like, in my head, I'm like, fuck, man. I don't want to deal with this shit. <laughs> he goes, yeah, there's a crackhead in the driveway. And she says she needs help. I was like, ah, oh, damn it. No, I think your exact words were motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, if I, they, yeah. If I remember correctly, I was pretty lit, so I might misremember. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was, I was not a happy human, man. So, walk out, right? Training site, the farm, and everything's on a dead end road, literally in the middle of nowhere. Okay, middle of nowhere, dead end road. Nobody ever comes down there, right? You know, you you just don't come back there. Anyway, she goes, I need help. I put my car in the ditch at the end of the road. And I said, do what? Because <laughs> there's literally no reason for anybody to go down there, you know, other than to, to do drugs, uh, which was rare. But um, she she had not just put her car in the ditch. She had flipped her car up on its side um, of an embankment that goes, that drops down probably about seven feet. So drive my 60 horsepower Massey Ferguson. Can fire that big baby up. Uh, grab my striker cable that I got and thinking, you know, ah, whatever, I'll just go down there and yank her out. No big deal. Right. I had no idea what we were driving into. Um Mechmatic, you know, you and and uh uh Madman got on the side by side and went down there and y'all got to her first, you know, because my tractors slow and uh, especially when it's warming up and she has got this car up on the side and the side of this car it's a chevy malibu and the side of the car is covered in blood like it's got blood all all down it like where the fuck did the blood come from <laughs> this white car got blood all down the side of it where the hell did this come from and uh she's got a dog that's just going crazy in the back seat just going absolutely wild and she's like, yeah, I was out walking the dog. And I said, do what? You were walking the dog? Uh, but you drove your car. And she goes, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? So anyway, we look around the car. There's literally nowhere to pull this thing out. Like, you can't get underneath the car. There's nowhere to hook up the cable. The only way that we saw that we could do it is to hook it to the frame and pull it from the front which would have ripped the front bumper off. And I just really wasn't into that. And then she started getting clammy about whose car it was. It wasn't her car. It was a boyfriend's car. Then it was a boyfriend's friend's car. And it's just like, yeah, I think this car is stolen. Like it's kind of, this kind of seems like it's, your story ain't adding up. Yeah. So anyway, um, we left that car there and uh, I called the property owner and you know, the property owner who is a person of affluence in the local area. Uh, person of affluence and influence in the local area. And we'll leave it at that. Uh, came down there and it turned into a absolute three ring circus with uh, a, a, yes. a wonderful member of the this the next morning. A wonderful member of the, the uh, North Carolina State Highway Patrol. 
who I've known since he was a very small child. His dad uh, is one of my dad's best friends, and he is the, the first cousin of one of my best friends. So, you know, we all go way back. And um, we, we got into a this, this is early in the morning and we got into a very lively discussion about if he wasn't busy, we'd take uh, his, his patrol car. If he wasn't busy, it, we'll see how fast my Dodge Challenger can go, um, <laughs> <laughs> which we did not do. By the way, we did, we did not do that, so no laws were no no improprieties occurred. But that's that's how it went. That's mm-hmm. how it went. So uh, it was a uh, it was interesting, certainly interesting. Uh, Open country is asking if it's a Hellcat. No, I've got the predecessor to the Hellcat. I've an SRT eight. Um, so I I don't have a Hellcat, um, but uh, Hellcats are badass cars. But uh, the nice thing about the SRT8 is the 6.1 Hemi is literally a bulletproof motor. Um, there is no multi-cylinder displacement um, shutoff like on on the uh, the uh, 5.7 Hemi's where it shuts off half the motor when it, it's at a certain uh, RPM. You don't have any of that. Uh, you you literally don't have any of that. So it's a it's an old school motor. Uh, in that car, everything is, is real old school about it. And, um, you know, it doesn't put up the numbers that the Hellcat does because uh, that truly is impressive. But, um, you know, but this car ain't no slouch. Uh, this 425 horsepower to the to the road. Um, Quite nice. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, she's, she's a beast. She is a beast. Um, but uh, anyway, anyway. Last man, look who showed up. We we conjured him by making oh, and he late. showed up. Johnny Paratree. <laughs> the blue the blue oyster club must have closed early tonight. Oh, <laughs> you, you and that weird you and that weird motorcycle dude that was attempting to troll. I think this morning he was he was trying to troll me, and it was over a spectrum analyzer. And I'm like, what the hell? And then he, he posted up a picture of himself at Sturgis with another guy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I pulled up one of the one of the bikers from the Blue Oyster bar and <laughs> that was his own police academy. Yes. Put a picture of it up and said, and said, bro, don't try and troll me when this is literally you, my man. But like, don't <laughs> listen, like this is literally you. Like it's the same dude. And the guy blocked me for that. He was like, oh, I'm going to block you. I'm going to block you. Like, (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Johnny, man. It's been too long. Ouch. 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 You know, you guys make fun of me, but we're going to have a six-pack contest on Christmas Eve. Ring in the new year. I can drink at least two more of them than you you can. You got <laughs> JP. You really um, want to go toe to toe with this one, brother? What? Zima? I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm a pool guy now, and I talk a lot of shit at work. I'm like, yeah, I'm a pool guy. The earlier today, the guys were like, man, Thursday kind of feels like Friday, and I'm like, kind of feels like a pool day to me. But hey, you know, whatever. <laughs> So you're you're a pool boy. Do any of y'all cool. remember Mad TV? 
Any of y'all yes. remember Mad TV? Yes. Mad TV was yes. fucking Oh, Will dude. Sasso. Yeah, it was. I liked the Aussie Hunter. Dude, Mad TV. They could never make Mad TV today. Never. Oh, no. They would, they would shut never. it down, yeah. <laughs> you could never make Mad TV today. Like, they, they would... That was that era of Fox, though, where nobody gave a fuck. Like, they they straight didn't give a fuck. Like, they <laughs> they put anything on, dude. They didn't care. Like it, And it was great because, like, everybody that was on Mad TV, they were all into it, too. Like, it was... They knew that they were so, so politically incorrect. They didn't give a shit. Like, that was why it was funny, because you could make them jokes, man. But um, Mad TV, they had this skit. Right, they had this skit where it was a, uh, it was the Cabana Boy, right? The Cabana Boy would come out there, and it was Brian Callen. So anybody who listens to Joe Rogan, you know, like Brian Callen's on there a lot. He's he's a famous comedian from, you know, he's I think he's still doing stuff, but he was on Mad TV. He was one of the original cast members on Mad TV, and uh, he would do that. Like he he would put on his little speedo and he'd come out there and he'd dance around, like doing like the whole Party Boy thing, like Chris Pontius Party Boy thing, and like there was a there was another woman who is like, she was supposed to be like this, this old, like bronze tanned out, like, like 70 year old lady that, you know, just got a bunch of money, right. Looking for a little, little cabana boy. Like it was, it was a really funny skit, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta go back and, and look that up. But Johnny, that's you, my man. That's you. You out there, you out there cougar hunting. Like, yeah, I'll clean your pool. Like, <laughs> I, you know, yeah, we I all have cool. our little niche in the great game. You know, pool boy. I mean, come on. I can walk into buildings with chlorine. I mean, come on. Two thumbs up. I mean, that's the rumant. The rumant is that Johnny is actually doing the opposite of cougar hunting. <laughs> oh, no. He's got a pretty. He's got a pretty young thing. I get oh, chased man. around. You ain't going to be like that podcaster dude that was bragging about getting a 16-year-old girlfriend, and the dude's like 40. No. When was... Damn, that's... No. That's it. You didn't see that? weird. Yeah, that's... um, Dude was like bragging, man. He, he like, had her. Was this like a rapper or something? It sounds like a rapper. He moved to a state where it was legal. I'm like, if it wasn't legal where you were, yeah, bro. What state would that be? Mitt Romney state? Most likely. Cool. <laughs> Utah? Actually, it's probably like New York or actually maybe Maryland. Uh, I think I in California, know, the law is like nine. I don't know. Good <laughs> fucking Christ. Yeah. <laughs> God. I actually am not even going to bother looking that up, I believe you. Johnny's no. over here taking notes, man. He's like... <laughs> Hey, I, right now in my state, I can't go within two hundred feet. Things to look up on. <laughs> oh, Jesus! Yeah, this is, dude, man, I'm Johnny, getting you need, you need a trip to Vegas, man, bro. Johnny, this is what you happens know, when you show up late, man. I like Vegas because a lot of good bands go through Vegas, and you can catch a pretty good show there. Yeah, every now and then, they they usually it's on their. Tour schedules. The so. only shows in Vegas worth going to have showgirls in them, okay? Or old, washed-up singers True. from the 70s. True, man. The Bee Gees review, dude. 
At so the, the Copa. The, the guy with the fake hairdo. BG's that review. are magicians with Lions game magicians. Nah, nah, nah. One of them got eat. <laughs> One of the two of them got eat, bro. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah that was a while Siegfried ago. Yeah, One of them got attacked Go by the lion. Yeah, that, was, that, was, that was a hot who, minute, Who would have seen that coming? I didn't even know, but yeah. Dude not got to eat. They, then he was, like, he was like, he was like, yeah, because they, they're German, this. you know, they're all so Deutschland. We like to do some magic, y'all. But uh, no, nah, one of them is Siegfried Roy. I don't remember which one it was, but like the tiger's literally sitting there gnawing his oh, head. It was off. the gay one. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. Say so anyway, the tiger's literally <laughs> gnawing this motherfucker's head off, and he's like, don't shoot the tiger, don't shoot the tiger. Be like, man, kill this thing. It's fucking eating me, dude. Obviously, it, dude, it, I mean, if your pet is eating you, like, like legit eating you, that thing don't love you, man. Like, I'm not prey. I didn't, I didn't claw my way to the top of the food chain to be, to be prey to one of my pets. Imagine like, having a tiger and thinking it's not going to eat you. Yeah. What an idiot. Nah, man, like everything in that tiger's evolutionary chain, every animal that came before it, everything in its bloodline, all survived based on its ability to kill. And like the hubris of a human being thinking that, man, I'm going to change that. It gets sweeter when you think about the lineage that isn't passed along with somebody like Sinfried or Roy, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm pretty sure they weren't going to be passing on their lineage anyway, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. That tiger's got never. Okay. I mean, it just you can't reproduce, recruit. Oh yeah. Speaking of recruiting, though, now that we now we got everybody out of the way, we got to literally have a full house, man. We got eight of us in here. Holy shit. We got a whole lot of listeners in the room, too. Goodness gracious. Let's get some work done, boys. Let's get some work done. So let's talk about it. Apparently, the mugshot is out now. Uh, the mugshot is out. There was a breaking story right before we came on the air uh, coming from Insider Paper. The Insider Paper, which uh, seems to be cheerleading a lot of this left-wing, uh, deep state kind of shit. Saying, and they said it in all caps, too, so, so you don't miss it. Just in. This was one hour ago. Reports of a bomb threat at the Fulton County Courthouse, right? And so, uh, you know, this this reminds me of the Player Haters Ball, Dave Chappelle. Uh, of course, the Chappelle Show, Player Haters Ball, man. The winner of the Player Haters Ball, he called in a bomb threat to the Special Olympics, man. Um, literally, this is this is literally what that reminds me of. Uh, that was my first thought when I saw that. But uh, anyway, 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 we've got we we this is just clown show. Uh, this is this is all clown show. This is this is just great stuff uh, all around. It is it is classic going on. Uh, this is this is it's not even the most interesting times. It's just the most hilarious of times to me. Um, if if you got a, a kind of a morbid sense of humor. But uh, anyway, anyway, guys, your thoughts on all this, because okay, I, I think, you know, what I broke down last night, everybody kind of thinks, you know, or, or knows rather where I am on this. 
what do y'all think? Break break some of this stuff down. Events in, in Fulton County, uh, Sheriff Labatt, um, you know, Pat Labatt, Pat Labatt, Buford T. Justice, uh, you know, fire away, boys. Let's just start by not sullying the good name of Buford T. Justice with that idiot. He's an idiot, I mean, too. I mean, come on. Come on. Buford's awesome. Anytime people start putting bomb threats out there, it's like, what do you, you just openly admitting it's lefties now? There's no right wing well, person since Ted Kaczynski. Hey, the FBI's got to do their with job a, too. With a bomb threat. Well, dude, they, I mean, if, if there was a bomb threat, they called it in on themselves. Who, like, who in the modern age, like everything that we know about phones and cell phones and like the automation of data in motion, who in their right fucking minds gives a bomb threat that calls in a bomb threat? It's just so like, they, they got you immediately, bro. I mean, I don't know. It's just, hmm. <laughs> I take it more seriously if they cut up pieces of a magazine and mailed it in, you know, when I get mailed it, when I reviewed emails for threats on the daily, um, it had to say something specific or else it just went straight to the trash because it was like usually typically the erroneous, like non under, you just couldn't, it was like completely illogical ramblings of like if somebody was on television, they'd the next day there'd be like three hundred emails of death threats. But if if the email didn't say anything specific, we would just ignore it. So it, it's curious, like what triggered the whole event, and if there even was one. My guess is there wasn't one. <laughs> yeah, I would guess the same thing. If there was, we'd still be hearing about it, and it's gone, but all dark and quiet. So there's a clue in there. Well, I'll say one of the most interesting things with the mugshot is, as you know, you know, Trump was obviously famous for his Twitter posts, and his last post was January eighth, twenty twenty one, and it said, "To all those who have asked, I will not be going to the inauguration on January twentieth." Right? That's what he said. So he has not tweeted anything since then but he tweeted 42 minutes ago with his website as the comment donaldjtrump.com it literally is a picture of the mugshot and it says mugshot august 24th 2023 election interference never surrender and his website again now just to put this in perspective and anyone who's on twitter will understand this if you have like interactions within like the six digits like it's saying that like a hundred thousand people viewed your tweet like that's insane like that's a lot like the average person probably gets like if you're if you have like ten thousand followers or something you're getting like you know anywhere between six and fifteen thousand tweets depending on what you're doing he posted this 42 minutes ago 12.3 million views 282.3 thousand likes 70,000 comments. Like, this was his entrance back onto Twitter, which, again, is what made him 
kind of like the snipe legend of like just making comments about people. And he used the mugshot as the triumphant return to the platform, which I think is fucking hilarious. And I think it basically declares that me more to electric boogaloo is is in full swing right now and don't and forget, it just it, it don't just struck me because Tucker again carlson's interview with him that was posted on twitter oh, the night before yeah, yeah. Did even better than the debates and actually might be the most viewed interview ever in the history of the world it, it is it is it's 200 million views i was that, that's that's the point i was going to bring up was that he 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 and tucker carlson literally bodied the mainstream media like they they're done, they're fucking murdered. Like it does it doesn't matter, dude. Fox and, and this is the thing that I was thinking about earlier today when I was, I was working on some stuff and I was listening to in the background as I was packing up people's orders and and whatnot. Um, the whole like the the pundits were talking about the the you know the Fox debate, right? Because all the conservative talk radio guys they get it, get their scripts from Fox, right? It's Fox News Radio. And they're not going to deviate from it. Yeah, even Glenn Beck. Okay, Glenn Beck is is carried on the Fox News stuff. I know he's got his own little spinoff, Blaze, whatever. Like you know, all right. But you got to understand that that Beck. I don't like Beck. I think he's a phony. Um, he's been a phony the entire time. He's he's a cokehead from Pacific Northwest. It was a shock jock that you know. Thankfully, he cleaned up his life, or at least appears to. But you know, hey, that guy, when Trump got elected, he was the biggest spreader of straight bullshit. He had intel guys, quote unquote, former intel guys, right? We got more real intel guys in here in this room right now that have better bona fides than any clown that he put on the air. In real world terms, I'm dead serious about that. Because these guys, oh, I was an Intel analyst, right? For who? Like, these are the people that he was putting on the air. For who? Uh, like, well, what the, what the fuck? Well, we were reading a report that said that, uh, well, it, and you know, Glenn, if this is true, that blah, 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 blah. Like, this this was the, the, um, the fake story about uh, him hiring prostitutes to piss on Obama's pillow. Right. And then, you know, he, he was spreading around this shit as if it was true. And I remember this. I remember this distinctly from 2015. Beck even said on air, he even said on air, man. And, and imagine that if, if, uh, you know, somebody had said something like this about any other first lady. Right. He said that, that well, can you imagine we're going to have a, we, we have the potential of having the first first lady that's been in a pornographic film when like i mean dude this is like and and nobody ever called him on it nobody ever said nothing to him about it there was no outrage about it i mean the guy the guy you know i'm sorry i don't i don't have any use for him i'm never going to appear on his show so i don't give a shit anyway right it, it ain't gonna matter so it doesn't yeah it personally doesn't matter to me man but you don't spread shit like that there's too much legitimate shit. Look, man, if you don't like Trump, that's fine. But he's he's part of that rhino machine. But they all got their, bringing it to the present, right? They all got their marching orders for today of what they were going to say. They were only going to talk about the RNC debate that Fox News had that was dead on arrival. It was just like I said last night. None of those people that were on stage last night are going to be the president. None of them. None of them. Not a single one of them. I hate to say it. 
Ron DeSantis fell flat last night. I like the guy. I think he's done good things in Florida, but I'm going to tell you something. That shit last night with the hand, putting the hand up, him looking, dude, that's a Mike Pence moment right there. Like Mike Pence from just a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's not my concern. Well, dude, there you go. Like he he's done. And all, all the, the, the nastiness, the vitriol that was going back and forth between, you know, the, the DeSantis crowd and, and the Trump crowd, like, man, you guys don't get it. Like, you really don't get it because it doesn't matter. Like, we're, we're at this point, man. It doesn't matter whether you like Trump or not. What they're doing to him affects all of us. It doesn't matter whether you support the guy or he's like, man, oh, my God, he did this. Or he did. Like, look, dude, I, I've got some legitimate beefs with the guy. The COVID lockdowns, the mask mandates, all that stuff, right? It was all bad. It was all really bad. And that led us into some very dark times. But, but if you look at the bigger picture, which is really what's more important, if you look at what's going on with, with how they are weaponizing the legal system against him, you're seeing the, the machine itself expose itself. The curtain that is covering up, right? That velvet curtain that covers up the power elite, the real brokers that are causing all this stuff. They've had to rip that curtain back. They've exposed themselves because they're reacting to what he's doing. That's important. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you like the guy or not. But anyway, the, the Fox News uh, commentators today that make up conservative talk radio, you know, the two insufferable guys that uh, uh, took over for... Um, uh, Rush Limbaugh, which are, they, they're insufferable. Um, I, I, ugh, uh, but it's background noise. You know, I can hear it. And, and really more important, I want to hear what talking points that are being made. And the thing is, is that when you have 200 million people tuning in, 200 million people tuning in, that's two thirds, almost two thirds of the American populace that watched that and did not watch, did not give a shit what the RNC uh, talking head, neocons, whatever had to say. They don't care, right? And so this this is a very uh, important validation of the power of alternative media. This is a very important point to make up about how mainstream media is failing and failing hard. They're failing hard. And if you, you want to include the opening of a lawsuit by the DOJ against Elon Musk and SpaceX specifically today um, about not hiring illegals, which is problematic, uh, very, very problematic. When you put all that together, man, the, the machine is scared. It's very scared right now. They want to roll out the COVID stuff again, right? To suppress your vote, right? They, they want you locked down. They want that mechanism of control again. They want all these things because they, they, that is power. That is unbridled power that they want to have over you. It is disenfranchisement. On a mass scale. Now, I'm not saying you need to run out there and be shouting out the windows how much you love Trump, because you know I don't particularly care for the dude, right? But it is not about him; it is about you and I. 
and it is about the reaction that the machine has to him. That's what's more important. And these structures, this power structure, you are watching it fail in real time. You should take solace in that. It's very, very important. And so that's the point that I wanted to make, um, you know, and, and, uh, Anyway, but but again, it's sorry for the, the the micro rant there, but I want to turn it back over to you guys. And Risky, you you, you had a, a really really important point there. Sorry, I couldn't figure out how to fucking mute myself. <laughs> I appreciate that's all that, good, bro. Yeah, it, it's going to affect all of us, and that's the whole thing. I've said it for a while, and it's I don't point this out to act like I'm so smart or anything. It's just, you know, when we realized, me and my close friends realized what this was leading to, um, we just wargamed all the possibilities that we could think of. And it's it's kind of held true. One is they're not either, it's one of these four things or a combination of all of them. They're either not going to let us vote for who we want to. So for this example, I'll just say, let's say we want to vote for Trump, right? Um, they're not going to allow us to, for whatever reason, by labeling us felons or locking us down, not letting us go out and vote, whatever. Um, they're going to prevent the guy we want to vote for from being able to run or be on the ballot, which sort of appears like what they're doing with Trump now. Um, they're going to have to cheat openly because they're not concerned about what we're going to do. Or they're not going to have an election at all. So if it's like one of those four things is going to happen. And based on what I'm seeing now, this is going to be catastrophic. It's going to absolutely be catastrophic. And it, it just seals the deal to me. It's like, not only was there a coup, not only did they steal the election. Um, we were right the whole time. This is exactly what's happened. And they cannot allow a, a transfer of power to anyone except somebody that they can guarantee won't come hunting for them once they get power. And it's like, whether Trump is, is a controlled opposition or not, it's like the narrative that I'm seeing unfold is they can't let him be the guy. They'll literally do anything besides letting him be the guy. Yep. Yeah, I agree. You know, th there was a time that I thought that, you know, he, he's, he's just a fool to manage the chaos, but um, nah, they, that, because they wouldn't have reacted the way that they did to him. Uh, so it, it's, nah, I think you're dead on, man. You're right on the money. What else, guys? Well, to touch on what you said earlier about DeSantis, <clears throat> as a Floridian, I was saying almost a year ago when they first started popping the idea of him getting into the race, that I did not like the idea. I did not think it was a good move for him. Didn't think it was the right time for him. A, a hundred different reasons why. And, you know, a lot of quote unquote conservative friends looked at me like I had a third eye growing out of my head. And I just couldn't get them to understand why this is, it, it, it's not the right time, move, environment, anything. He wasn't ready to make that, that move yet. He needed to stay focused on being governor because that's where he was really wielding the, the, the influence, the power to the point of influencing other governors to, to stand up. And the power of having a lot of governors standing up, that can go a long way in countering 
a lot of bull crap from, from the Fed side, but nobody wants to see that. Everybody's too narrow focused on just the presidency. And, and, and it's like a friend of mine that actually works in the political arena has said the, the fact that the presidency has become so important is a big indicator of how screwed up and far away from original intent we've gotten. The president shouldn't be that important to completely make or break the country. But yet here we are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What else, guys? I mean, I, I agree with, with, with Hawkeye. I mean, I, I, I like the guy a lot. Didn't know this was exactly his time. I mean, he should have known that, you know, when it comes to this, you know, Trump has no loyalties. Um, you know, it's one of his major flaws. You see how other, you know, the, the indicted co-conspirators, he's, you know, not standing in solidarity with them or whatnot. He, uh, you know, people like Jenna Ellis and Mark Meadows and Giuliani, they're kind of left to fend for themselves. So he, he should have kind of seen that if he goes, he knew Trump was going to run again. Um, should have kind of seen the political calculus should have been, look, I get it. Like, we need to fix this problem. We need to fix it now. But I know that if I do this, MAGA is going to come after me. And I would rather have it in his mind. He should have thought I would rather have it where Trump doesn't win again. He gets screwed. And then he's like, you know what? Air, the heir apparent go ahead and, 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 and go after it, son. And so I think that should have been the calculus, um, but obviously it didn't turn out that way. And so, yeah, and I think DeSantis, is, he was, he's really good at, he's articulate, he's good at going at the press, um, but I, he, he's used to having, being attacked from the leftist point of view. He's never really gotten attacked from the right before. So I don't think him and his team ever really game-planned those responses, right? Like, how is someone who is 75% ideologically aligned with me, they're saying this thing to me, and I'm, I'm not used to it because in Florida, he's like, every Republican bows down and, and, and Hawkeye's point, all the Republican governors are like, tell us your secret. And so I think he was really caught off guard what it's like to be in that primary and have people who, you know, I feel like he was sitting up there being like, bro, like I know it's politics and all, but like we agree on most stuff. So like, damn, you're going after me hard right now. And he wasn't ready for it. And, and, and the biggest thing scout you pointed out was that hand raise. He should have known that whoever is advising him should have told him, look, MAGA's not on your side right now. They think you're a rhino. They think you're a neocon. You have to show and prove that you're MAGA. Like, you don't have to prove it in your policies per se. You don't have to be so specific in that aspect. But you have to show that, okay, if that question gets asked, and they had to know that question was going to get asked, there's no way that that team is so badly prepared that they didn't think that that fucking question was going to come up in debate prep. So he's, they should have said, when that comes up, you raise your hand. You raise your hand. Because the people who are on the left, who are fed up with Biden, who are more middle left, they'll look past that if his policies don't mirror California's and they're seeing how bad California's are failing. So I just think it was a really 
bad. They tried to play. I mean, it sounded like a. To be honest, it sounded like a a, a, a Republican debate from like. 2004 or 2008 with the topics brought up like it was so tone deaf to what people are actually dealing with and the the, the topics of interest of conservatives that like it's like wait we're, we're going back to like neocon warhawk talk versus like whatever like it, it was just so tone deaf and his team was just so unprepared for it that like if i was him i'd be like i don't know who was on, like whoever was on my debate prep team like hey there's the door have fun because it, it was just it was a horrible performance Yeah, I agree completely, man. It, it, you know, it, when you read the room, and one of the, the the primary point you were bringing up about him looking around, when you read the room, it doesn't mean you fucking physically read read the room, bro. <laughs> you you're mentally doing it. You're scanning the reactions of people. You know, you you're establishing a baseline. Like, all right, you know, this is how I talk to these people, and this is how I don't do it, man, dude. He, yeah. You know, just the way he looked down the line, like, bro, you you knew better than to do that, man. You knew better than to do that. I've heard from other people. Sorry. Go ahead. I've heard from other people smarter than me say, and I think they're right, say that. um, Just lost my mind there. Uh, DeSantis from Florida. He, like, what is he thinking? going into this acting like Chris Christie, if he was acting and just talking like Vivek, he would be clearly the choice, right? Everyone would be like, look what he did in Florida. Look how he's supporting Trump. He's just running in case that they don't let Trump run. And he supports like, that would be all he had to do, but he's not. It's almost like they're forcing us. And that's the other thing. I don't like it that this Vivek guy comes out of left field and he's saying all the right things. It's like, this is all too convenient. Y'all are pushing yeah, me towards Vivek if I can't get Trump. Whereas yeah. DeSantis looked good Vivek going Vivek who this went to college on a Soros Foundation scholar. Yes, I saw that today yeah. as well. Yeah. So people are saying, well, he's not a WEF guy, but it's like, well, yeah, what's his ties with Soros? Yeah, he is. Yes, he is. Well, he he's, is saying, he's saying he's not uh, – I saw Sean Ryan come out and literally put a thing up, and he's like, don't attack him. He's not a World Economic Forum guy. Yeah, well, that's not a reliable source of information either. <laughs> he had the he he had the guy that was talking about in in uh, Antarctica. Oh, in Antarctica, we have a directed energy device that can zap anything. Look, bro, stop, stop. Why did you what did you have this guy on? Why did your why well, did your guy, producers so I like a lot of the people he has on, but when the guy pulled out the jacket with all the patches on it, you gotta stop. Mm-hmm. You gotta be like, come on, man. We're losing credibility here. And yeah, I, yeah. I don't trust anything they say about Antarctica. So that's coming from me too. Yeah. Nah, but I mean I, well, you can't wear the so, patches out there and I a lot of signals, about a lot of uh, international signals pass through the poles. Yep. That's why we have a base yeah, down there. That's I, I have interacted with some people. That have- so he's throwing up gang signs. Then he wants um he wants the signals gang to know, you know Vivek and uh he runs in the circles with um some interesting um what would be the it wouldn't be like research agency or vent well no he does run in venture capitalist circles in in DC. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically the big pharmaceutical ones. 
Um, That's yeah, and I think I think Tech too, which is funny yeah, he's, he's an Indian guy. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, dude, as far as his messaging, yeah, you know, hey, I he's not going to get no argument out of me, man. Is you know, he 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 says some pretty base things. I I like the messaging. You know, he's he's somebody that's standing up for America first policies. And he's saying he's saying stuff that, you know, I've said, uh, you know, that, that so, you guys have all said it, it's Scout, it, Yeah. Um, let's analyze this. Um, you know, obviously we can we can work the the the, you know, Monday morning quarterback angle. Um, but uh, so let's say they're discussing this in a political science class next week like they're discussing the the debates tomorrow right they're, they're going to be like your homework for the weekend is watch the debates do you th- I, I don't think they would even mention that vivek exists no in class i don't think they would allow any of us they would so i think i mean that's big you know that's big because I like I've went to college. I, I actually it took me a long time to get through college, but that's that's not important. What's important is I wanted I was studying what's going on, guys, is what I was doing there. And um and just kind of being a um a a traveler among other travelers, if you know what I mean. And um man, yeah, it's a mess. You're you you really can't bring up any of this stuff. Um, in class, unless it's uh, it's what I would say was um, one of those like cornered situations where they can't not bring it up. Um, right. So like what, like the day Trump gets cleared of whatever he's been accused of. Right. They're going to bring He's never going to be cleared. You he's don't think he's going to be cleared? No, yeah. no, that that's another conversation, though. Now, he's, he's yeah. never going to be cleared, man. These these are all. I have to be kind of particular about how I parse these words, but he, he, they, they, they've charged him with things that are intentionally vague. Right. And the reason that they did that is so that they continuously can, can continue cases, keep them going. Right. They, they can keep them going. This is all election interference, right? This is all this is. And what they're going to try and do, this is what's going to be the argument in Georgia is and and don't be surprised if you see this in some other states as well, uh, because they, they're trying a, a new strategy here. And the, the Rhino uh, National Review, Bill Crystal uh, Republicans out there, rhinos, neocons are, are fully on board with this. That because they, they think that, well, the, the left is only doing this because, you know, we're, we're keeping him out. No, you big dummy. The left is doing it because they want you to not exist anymore. Right. That, that's the reason they're doing it. But they 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 have their grift and, and that's the game that they're playing. Well, in Georgia, they want to make it so that Donald Trump cannot be on the ballot, that he physically cannot be on the election ballot. That's what they want. They don't want Georgia just to be a swing state, quote unquote. They want it to be taken off the table altogether. 
And the next thing that you're going to see, and I explained this last night, the next thing that you're going to see, and this is going to come from Jack Smith, they are going to indict the House Freedom Caucus. You are going to see Chip Roy. You are going to see Lauren Boebert. You are going to see Marjorie Taylor Greene. They are all going to be indicted. And in their respective states, because they, now I'm going to, I'm going to point something out that I have not seen anywhere else in the media discussed. So, you know, just like my little theory about the Pergozin thing, this is my theory here. They tried it with Ken Paxton first. Can we do this with Ken Paxton? Can we apply the lawfare against him to get rid of somebody who is a real pain in the ass to the machine? Okay, so if that worked, and it still remains to be seen whether it's it's going to work or not. It is looking like it will because Hot Wheels uh, down in Austin that's running the show, uh, he is a rhino. I don't care what he says to, to the public, the dudes, uh, he, he is a rhino. Everybody in Texas knows it by the way. Um, he is a lot like the governor of Virginia who doesn't realize why he was elected. But uh, anyway, enough about that. They they tried this with Ken Paxton. They saw that it worked. This is a strategy that's going to work. Now they know that Georgia is going to be red. Right, Georgia will go red in the next election if they do not do something to disenfranchise the voters because you've got people from literally every demographic, especially the lower income levels that are saying, wait a minute, this inflation, this is hurting us in a real tangible way. And we know that your people are lying to us when they tell us that, you know, inflation's not real, it's transits or whatever. You are lying to us and we know that you're lying to us and we're tired of being lied to. Right. And so they're turning on them because when people look at their bank accounts and it's constantly in the red and when they go down to Dollar General or they go to to a grocery store and they they they're having to sit there and decide on, you know, which brand of bologna to buy because they ain't got enough. They, they don't have enough money to make it to the end of the week and people are having to start rely on on credit cards. Right. Which are predatory. That that is literally loan sharking. Right best preparedness advice that that you can give somebody is get the fuck out of credit card debt sooner rather than later. Right? Because that, that is literally robbing you. It is robbing you. It is legal theft. Payday loans, literally robbing people. And they're seeing it, man. They're seeing it. And the thing is, is that nobody is calling it out for what it is, except at the grassroots level. And, and is down on main street, when people look at, at these, these things, right? They, they're starting to see this for what it is, man. The only person that is saying the truth out there is Donald Trump. He's the only guy that's breaking it down and saying, Hey, look, I'm willing to fight for you. He's the only person that that is the message. And he's it, whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter. Right. I personally, I think it, it's, it's on some level, he does believe in, in what he's doing. He's got to, to, to be willing to, to just not check out of the system at this point. You know, he, he's, he obviously is believing in, in what he's saying. But the biggest part of that is, is that more and more people from literally every demographic are looking at him and saying, hey, man, you know, like, I might not like everything he says. I may not, you know, be 100% on board with everything. There might be some grifting going on. There might be some self-enrichment. Maybe some of his followers are a little wacky or whatever, right? 
But he's the only guy that's saying the things that that are down on Main Street that really matter to us, that are really important, right? And he's not perfect by by a long stretch, but at least he's saying it up there on the the Republican stage, man. The the clown show that was up there, none of those people, not even Ramaswamy, he comes the closest, but but not even him, are are pointing this out. None of them, none of them, you know. And so. Um, that that's the thing man and because of that the machine is scared because they know this too by the way the machine is scared they they are fired up um and and they are weaponizing everything and that's what i was saying that that they are they are willing to make a joke of the legal system they're willing to do that and they are going to go after everyone in the house freedom caucus and they're not going to stop there because if nobody's putting the brakes on this they're going to begin to go after every Republican that speaks out, right? Every single Republican that ever speaks out or challenges the status quo, they're going to go after every single one of them. And that loser McCarthy, that is the the Speaker of the House, he's going to feed him right into the machine because that is exactly what he is. That is why he is where he is. He played the game long enough, and he is from he is from the land of Nancy Pelosi who holds all the reign of power in California, right? Gavin Newsom is her nephew. Do you know that? You ought to know that. If you don't know, now you know, right? So you can't tell me that these people aren't dirty and, and that he doesn't take orders from her. Can't tell me, right? Anyway, you know, nine minutes left on the clock. Man, I, I get really, really fired up about this stuff because they're robbing us. Dude, they're robbing us, and, and they're robbing us blind. They stole the election. We saw it, right? We saw it, and and they right now they're they're trying to make it so because they know they know the populist fervor that is out there right now, that is growing. Is literally they are going to have to be so blatant with their cheating and their election interference that they're scared that even with all that they may not win. Right now, that's how angry people are. We talk about reading the room. That's that's where they are. And so when when you know we take that into account, they're trying to get ahead of the game now. You can't vote for a guy if he ain't on the ballot. Disenfranchise you, right? Can't vote for him if he ain't on the ballot. Anyway, <clears throat> um, anyway, eight minutes left on the clock. Gentlemen. Real quick, what you have going into the next week, training schedule, things you got on tap, and your plans. Getting gear made. Trying to get order shipped. Trying to get stuff ready as best I can on the side for myself because of everything you just said and knowing that if they get desperate enough, I don't think it's past them to risk burning the whole thing down if they can't get their way yeah i think we're not that far off from that um for me it's getting a training schedule put together for the for the fall but somebody having a pretty aggressive training schedule for the fall is getting in the way of my training schedule for the fall but i don't know who that could be i don't know who that could be but we're gonna have a good time anyway we're gonna have a great fall Uh, (laughs) i want to put this in everybody's ear that uh, you're gonna find out that this pittsburgh shooter was a black hebrew israelite so far, they're saying uh, a sovereign citizen who adhered to the Moorish ideology. 
Yeah, we call that a black Hebrew Israelite. Ooh, I'm just yeah. just throwing that out there. So. Yeah. Oh man, didn't I warn about these guys like a year ago? I've been warning about them for like four years. Yeah. I saw I saw them shooting at long range not too long ago. I mean, they were like straight up training. They need to start keeping a better eye on those. Listen, guys. they're actually killing they're, people they're... every month. I mean, they're worse than any other group we have in America. Oh, they raise kids that straight up are assassins and will like they'll be like three or four missing persons and then like there are two or three murders will pop up and they'll be like oh it's a we think it's this 16 year old kid and then they'll call the parents and be like hey uh what's your son been up to for the last like three four five days you know they'll talk to him and um you know not in school and it's like you know trying to like not letting them know that you know there's obviously an active like triple homicide investigation over the course of like four or five days i mean this is stuff that i hear about on a daily basis like this it it i mean it's going it's nuts what's going on absolutely crazy there's no resources Our- to look into that they're looking at all of us instead of course they are 100%. yeah i mean it's, it's i mean there's god we're in a lot of trouble this organized retail theft funds so much criminal activity. Yeah. It would blow your mind. It, it would you look up how much money it, it would blow. It's going to blow your mind how much money organized retail theft makes. Don't forget all the explosive it's, it's, material missing that they never. Yeah. For. What happened to that? In multiple states. Story. I've mm-hmm. heard other reports in other states and none of that didn't get traction anywhere. And it's yet to be found. God damn. Well, I think we can all attest to this is one of the things my goal is to, you know, organize where all my fucking gear is because my gear is split to the wind right now. And I really got to do an inventory of what I have, what I don't have, what I fucking need. And so that's going to be you're talking about training schedule. You know, I'm going to be at the October Scout and Recce course, um, you know, uh, down at the G camp. But really what I got to do is get myself fucking organized and figure out you know just get myself where all my rate like i know exactly i have this of this and that of that and 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 do a stock because i've been running so fast and so kind of harried that you know i have i'll be like oh where's that piece of gear i need it for this weekend and i can't find it so definitely make sure everyone you have an inventory of what you have what you don't have and where it's at oh show Magmatic, you got another class on the schedule, do you not? I have two classes on the schedule. Uh, I have the first weekend in November, the 4th and the 5th. I have the two-day TC3 course. And then the 1st through the 3rd of December, I have the Partisan Lifesaver three-day course going on. Um, Already getting people signed up for both, so go ahead and, and, and jump on. Jump on that should be a, a good time. Either one, um, doing the podcast thing. I gotta after we get off with this, I'm gonna go ahead and edit the one from last week and get that one posted up because I'm running late on that. And we just recorded the next episode yesterday. Um, they're turning out really, really well. Yes, sir. Madman. I think he dro- uh, he dropped off. Did he? He's still showing up. I don't see him on my end. He's still showing up. Yeah, he's off on mine. He dropped earlier. 
he's still in here in the master room. Nah, it's all good, man. It is all good. So, folks, rounding things out. All right, brushbeater.store. The training calendar is up on there uh, under training courses, and you can enroll in the courses on there. Got a couple of new dates that are on there. Six-day RTO, advanced RTO, and signals intelligence in January 2024 is on the calendar now. You can register. I've already got a couple of people that have registered, so be on the lookout for those folks uh, be on the lookout for the registration email coming to you very shortly uh, for that. Confirming your spots in the class and and the uh, November Signals Intelligence course. It's going to be a three-day. This one is by request of the host, who is a close personal friend of mine out in Missouri. And, of course, this is going to be the last time I'm in the Midwest this year. And um, Signals Intelligence course, three days. There's no prior... Uh, knowledge necessary or equipment necessary uh, to come to class, get in there and train. There's no prior course you've had to take with me or anything. And uh, we're going to be taking an extra day going deeper into those practical exercises to get you that much more hands-on time. Um, so it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. You can register for those. Of course, there are spots still available for the Scout and Recce course in October. All right, so we're just one month out, and I think I have either two or three spots left in the Scout course, and I have about five, I think, in the Recce course before it is going to be filled up. And those classes are definitely going to fill up. You can find all of that and a heck of a lot more, all the gear that you're going to need. And we've got new additions that are coming in the fall. I said by the end of the summer, we'd have nods. Nods are on order. Okay. Nods are on order. They're having a hard time keeping up with the demand right now, which I'm very happy about, but nods are on order. Thermal is on order. So we will have them. So I did, I, I said that we were going to have them by the end of the summer. We fell a little bit short of that goal. They are on order. It's it's not my fault that they're not here, even though, well, it is because I'm in charge. And when you're in charge, it always falls on your shoulders as a leader. No one is more professional than I, as I said, at one point in time in my life. But I, anyway, anyway, they are coming, though. They are coming. And when they're going to be out there, it, it's, you know, I am very proud to be offering those products to the public. There's a lot of great people in, in this, this community. Uh, tactical gear. We've got more and more tactical gear that is coming in from a variety of makers that uh, going into the fall. Um, so, you know, my goal is to become a clearinghouse to give you the right equipment and training that you need uh, from a variety, wide variety of different sources. And, and to create that, because that's what our community deserves. Folks, with that said, God bless all of you. Thank you for being in here tonight. It is last call for alcohol. And bottoms up, folks. God bless. And we will talk to you again very, very soon. For all of us in here in the virtual Green Dragon Tavern on the air, Radio Contra, Sons of Liberty. God bless and good night. This is NC Scout out.